and we're joined now by Scott Wright from the Oklahoman as we talk Cowboy football and Cowboy Spring football. Scott, first of all, thanks so much for joining us, and good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Let, let's uh, let's dive in and talk some Cowboy football. What is the this spring? What is the 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 biggest decision that needs to be made by Coach Gundy and this staff? You know, in terms of decisions, there's not necessarily a a really big one. There are some issues, obviously, that they're that they're facing uh, on the offensive side of the ball. The offensive line is really thin. Uh, they have three guys who were starters at the end of last season who are uh, who are all back, but they're uh, they're all dealing with. Uh, off-season surgery, so they're out for the spring. They had four guys go in the transfer portal, uh, so they're really thin on the offensive line, which is uh, which is kind of hindering things a little bit uh, because they're so deep at, at all the other positions uh, that they want to try to get those, uh, you know, those third-team guys some extra work this spring. But it's a little bit of a challenge with the uh, with the lack of offensive linemen. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you've got Derek Mason uh, coming in as the new defensive coordinator and. Uh, um, you know, he's adapting to what Jim Knowles was running. He's learning the terminology rather than him bringing in his own system. Uh, he, he's learning what Oklahoma State was running and adapting to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's still a work in progress in terms of getting used to a guy and and and, uh, and those sorts of things. So so there's definitely some, some uh, um, you know, not a real big looming decision that they've got to make this spring. Who wins the running back job? Boy, that's a uh, that's a good question. Obviously, Dominic Richardson is the uh, the most experienced guy of the group. Um, but you know, Oklahoma State learned last year you need to have you need to have three guys at least ready to go. And uh, and you get down to that third spot, you're looking at some true freshmen. Um, you're looking at a guy like Ollie Gordon uh, from uh, from down you guys area there who uh, who has uh, has really been impressive in his uh, his first few days of of spring camp. Physically, just a uh, just a beast, and um, you know it's uh, it's not very often you see a, a a running back who should still be in high school at this point come in and and have the uh, you know make the early impression that he has. Obviously, yesterday was just their first day in pads, so uh, you know it's uh, you got to take that with a grain of salt. But um, you know, physically at at six three two ten and and uh, doing the things that he does, he's been really impressive. He's gonna. Uh, going to be getting himself in the mix for for that number two, number three job behind Richardson. Cowboys got three offensive linemen transferring into the program. How much is that going to help anchor this offensive line? Oh, it's it's going to be huge. Not only with the uh, the, the depth issues that uh, that I talked about earlier, but um, you know, having a uh, adding a veteran presence. You know, they've had uh, Josh Sills at left guard the last two years, who was a guy who came over from. From West Virginia, had been an All-Conference guy already before he got here. Then Danny Gudlewski transferred in as a, a grad graduate senior last year, and uh, and was a guy who had been uh, an All-Conference type player up at Miami of Ohio. Uh, so you had two guys in the center of that line who were uh, who were really veterans who anchored that line, and and they just don't have a ton of experience. They've got Hunter Woodard back at right guard, uh, who's been a starter uh, the majority of the last two years. Uh, but other than that, everybody that they've uh, that they've got on that offensive line has started less than a full season. So um, adding these guys that have some uh, some power five experience, in, in, including Prince Pines, a guy that uh, that started his career there at Baylor, um, you know, is a guy that uh, has had a really good career at Sam Houston State the last two years, and uh, and they, they think can come in and and add a, a veteran presence in the middle of that offensive line. So. Um, you know, 
They need they need bodies. They need uh, they need experience, and and that's what they're adding with these three guys off the transfer portal. Scott, how do they go about filling the void left behind at the linebacker position with Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper gone? That's really, uh, particularly on defense, maybe maybe overall the entire team, the biggest question uh, that they're facing this spring. Uh, they've got guys that they really like, uh, but it's, it's guys that haven't played a lot. Uh, you know, Mason Cobb is in his uh, his third year with the program. Uh, he played less than 100 snaps last year because Rodriguez and Harper were so good that you couldn't take them off the field. They both played over 800 snaps in 14 games last year. Um, it was just hard for uh, for those guys to come off the field, and 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 so you've got inexperienced guys. You've got Cobb. You've got uh, Lamont Bishop, who is a uh, a junior college transfer that's now going into his third year in the uh, in the program. Um, and then uh, and then they brought in Xavier Benson, a guy who started his career at Texas Tech, then went to uh, went to Tyler uh, Junior College for a year. Had a really good year at Tyler. Was a junior college All American, 120 tackles in 12 games. Uh, so a, uh, a really impressive uh, junior college season. He was a, a starter for uh, part of his redshirt freshman season at Texas Tech. So he's a guy that's got some experience, but uh, you know, coming in and, and replacing two guys that were uh, that were the rocks of this defense, and that's going to be really difficult to do. Talk at spring football, uh, Oklahoma State spring football with Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. And I'm going to take you a little different direction here, Scott, uh, uh, with Oklahoma making the move to the to the SEC, obviously, the the rivalry bedlam. I mean, unbelievable rivalry. What is the conversation in Stillwater about that game? You know, the uh, the, the difficult part is that, uh, you know, programs don't want to play more than one major conference opponent in the non-conference season. And Oklahoma State is, is already booked up out until uh, in, until the late 2030s uh, in terms of, of filling that one non-conference void in with a with a, a power five program and so when they look at that and they think of adding another one uh, you know not knowing really what the uh, what the conference schedule is going to look like in the big 12 once uh, once the new teams are in uh, you know it's really hard to try to project uh, adding OU to the non-conference schedule when they're in the SEC and so uh, you know you, you it would be virtually impossible to go break all of those contracts and and make it happen that way. Uh, you know, it's it's really unfavorable to uh, to go add a another Power Five, uh, particularly a program like OU, to uh, to your non-conference in addition to another Power Five school that you've already got lined up. And they've got some really solid uh, non non-conference games lined up uh, with uh, with programs like uh, like Alabama and, and Oregon in the uh, in the future so it's it's not like they're playing a soft schedule anyway so um you know it's just it just seems really difficult to uh to make the logistics work uh you know i think i think the majority of everybody in oklahoma would like to see that series continue because it's it's such a great rivalry and, and so much fun and such a big deal for the state uh to have all those eyeballs on uh, on the state of oklahoma but it just uh, it just feels like it's going to be really difficult to pull it off uh, certainly in the next in the next you know fifteen to twenty years. What are the new renovations to Boone Pickens going to do for this program? Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely a boost. This is um, you know it's it's just one of those things of of, of kind of keeping up. Obviously, um, you know, Boone Pickens Stadium is a is a great facility. They've done a lot of things 
in the in the west end zone area where the uh, the football offices and locker rooms and, and weight room are. Um, you know, this is uh, this uh, this round of renovations is more for the fans to uh, to, to make Boompigan Stadium a uh, a little bit more of a uh, of a of a comfortable destination for uh, for fans on uh, on game day. You know, some wider seats in 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 some areas and uh, you know extra aisles to uh, to get to your seats and things like that. So. Uh, so that's the uh, the most important thing, and then they're getting new turf on the uh, on the playing surface and on and on one of their outdoor practice fields. Um, so those are uh, you know those are important things to make sure you're keeping those things up to date. So um, you know this is a uh, it's it's a, an important one um, that uh, that maybe the fans are going to notice more so than the players. Scott, what's the next step for sophomore edge caller Oliver? Boy, it's uh, it's going to be really intriguing to see what it is. Um, you know, I think that uh, that obviously, in terms of his impact on the game, I think the next step is is him playing more snaps. You know, that's the the thing that uh, a lot of people forget. He was uh, he was really a third string guy at the beginning of the year and, and worked his way up the depth chart. Um, but but Brock Martin is still your starter there. He's he's back for his super senior year. Uh, Trace Ford is back, who had who had two really good years before tearing his ACL. Uh, and then uh, he tore it at the end of the 2020 season and tore, uh, tore it again in uh, last August, right before the season started. So, uh, you know, you wonder uh, what his impact is going to be coming off two ACLs, not having played in over a year. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, that's a difficult situation for him. But, um, you know, Oliver, uh, you know, I think is a, is a guy that's adding a little bit more bulk this offseason. Uh, he was playing at about 225 last year, which is, uh, which is a little bit light for a, uh, uh, for an edge rusher, but uh, he obviously made it work with 11 and a half sacks. So, uh, you know, he's a guy that I, I think you're just going to see him getting more and more uh, snaps on the on the field and uh, and having more opportunities to impact the game. Last thing I have for you, when you look at, we have a lot of turnover in the Big 12 this year at the quarterback position. Spencer Sanders is coming back. This is a guy who's been big moments. He's been a little inconsistent here and there. Where does he rank among these Big 12 quarterbacks as we enter the season? You know, it's it's so hard to judge him. I think I, he's obviously near the top because because I mean, he's going into his fourth year as a starter, and that kind of uh, of experience and uh, and consistency in uh, in that position is really important and really valuable. Uh, but as you mentioned, he has his up and ups and downs, and uh, Baylor fans saw the uh, saw a lot of the downs. He had seven interceptions in two games against Baylor. He only threw five interceptions the rest of the year against everybody else. So. Uh, you know he's a he's a guy that uh, um, you know that has improved his consistency uh, last year. Uh, his uh, his his numbers were uh, were certainly better a year ago, uh, but he's got to take that next step and and be a guy that uh, that Oklahoma State fans aren't on their edge of the seat every time he uh, he cocks that right arm to throw the ball because uh, because they're afraid something bad is going to happen. So uh, that's uh, that's the big thing that he's got to do going into uh into the 2022 season is uh is is really become a guy that uh you know was was the the type of leader that uh that he was through october and november of last year uh when he wasn't turning the ball over a bunch was was making really smart decisions was running effectively uh, but but his his skill set and his experience put him near the top of the, of the league i think at this point Mike Gundy gets the extension uh, there for the Cowboys. Is it because of being in that championship game? Because it's been kind of a bumpy road up till that point. And how long does this extension stay in place for Gundy? Is 
is he in for the long haul and, and maybe this is his last stop with the seniority that he has in the Big 12 now? Yeah, it really feels that way. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, theoretically, this is a lifetime contract because every year it adds another year to the end of the contract. It's a perpetual five-year contract. So, um, you know, every year he gets a, a million-dollar stay bonus and, a, and another year added onto his contract. So, um, you know, this is a, uh, uh, you know, this is in part because of the success that he had last year and in part because of uh, the new leadership at Oklahoma State with, with Chad Weiberg at athletic director and Dr. Casey Strum at president, they both took over last July and have, uh, have really shown a, a strong dedication to, uh, to making sure that this football program is, uh, is funded well. Uh, you know, Gundy wasn't the only one to get a raise. Everybody throughout the, uh, the football staff, supporters, uh, support staff, assistant coaches, everybody in the building uh, got uh, got taken care of in some some form or fashion. So, um, you know, and then and then you got the, the $40 million upgrade to uh, to Boone Pickens Stadium. So um, this is a, an overall effort to uh, to really invest in the football program and make sure that they are uh, that they are taking care of the people that are uh, that are are making this program go. He covers the Oklahoma State Cowboys for the Oklahoma. He's Scott Wright. Scott, thanks so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. That is Scott Wright from the Oklahoma.